0: the Farm Jacket Tough Beautiful podcast. We're not going to talk about jackets very much. We're going to talk about how life can be tough and beautiful for all of us. It is imperfect for all of us. Um, and to illustrate that we're going to talk to famous and non-famous people, uh, but who are all interesting but have all had and are having ups and downs. Um, like us all. And we're going to kick off with Sean Keevney after a two and a half year hiatus of me homeschooling and doing covid type things and just being generally really sodding busy. Um, and Sean Keaveney, uh was a DJ at BBC Radio 6 Music um, and now he's not. Now he does loads and loads of podcasts and we hear that uh, that's a little bit of a struggle for him at the moment because, like me, he's just found out he has ADHD. And we really, really get um, into the nuts and bolts of that and how we feel, because we're both sort of discovering that. And I think it's really entertaining. Um, There's some slightly sad moments in that and some informative moments and some really funny stuff. And I, I think you will really, really enjoy it. Um, so there. So let's do that. Listen to it. Yeah, go on. Right, I think things are working. Um, hello. Don't say things in the for us. Oh, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> it's, uh, welcome to the From Tough Beautiful podcast. Um, I have a man in front of me who I'd like to introduce himself. This is the thing I'm going to try and do with podcasts. Mm-hmm. It's rather me define you. I'd like to define yourself, please, sir. That's good.
1: My name is Sean Keaveney, and I am a northerner. Not a professional northerner, just a northerner. I'm a, a broadcaster, they call me. And I call myself a broadcaster... And um, I used to work on the radio a lot, uh, specifically at BBC Radio 6 Music, but then in September last year, I went solo, full-fledged, full-blown self-employed, and now I just do whatever people ask me to do, essentially. I do a lot of podcasts. And,
0: um, so I, if we ask you to do podcast, You just can't say no, really. You just do whatever you know comes up. Any odd shit, really.
1: Yeah. I, I, well, it's it's more. Podcasting is a community. I'm learning that, and it's and uh, the world is now knitted together by podcasts. And uh, I, it's it's a strange and alluring place. So that's it. I talk for a living. It's really interesting that you said you're a northerner first. Yeah. Well spotted. I didn't do that on purpose, but I did, didn't
0: I? So. so- To me, obviously, as my con psychologist, I I think that that makes you really proud. That's like a massive part of your identity. Yeah. Have you done any training
1: in psychology?
0: Well, (laughs) (laughs) um, no, but I consider myself an empath.
1: Right. (laughs) It started so early, haven't we? I thought it would take us at least five minutes, you know. But um, from what tiny bits I know about... My suspected condition and your actual condition.
0: This is ADHD.
1: ADHD. I don't think I or have the. ADD. I don't think I have the H.
0: I don't think I have the H.
1: Um, that's what I only a few weeks ago I learned that. Maybe it was from watching your video, or maybe that confirmed it. But yeah, that if anything, an oversensitivity can can happen with people who have these traits, and and I I'm like you, so I, I definitely have that. So that to a point where it's not. It's not helpful sometimes. I think it it probably is. You overthink
0: things. Oh, yeah. You pick up too much detail or? When it
1: comes to emotion, I pick up too much detail. And when it comes to everything else, I don't pick up enough detail. Right. So at the moment, for instance, I've been picking up so much emotional detail about myself and about my family and about the world that I've become overloaded to the point that my wife has gone, which she does like once every six months now. Just go somewhere. Just go yeah, somewhere for watch two days. Yeah. Just get out of the house. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Leave me with the kids. Mm. Just go. So that's amazing. But because I'm so unbelievably bad at picking up detail in every other part of my life, I've been in a two-day spin looking at websites. Mm. Where should I go? Can I get on a Eurostar? What if I don't have the right documents? What if I book it for the wrong day? Right. And so I've, I've ruined the whole week. Mm trying to trying to book something that's supposed to make my life better. I
0: think ADDs are either extremely, generally really bad organisers. Well, and they do organise because they really, really get into it, hyper-focus yeah. whatever it just becomes obsessive and ridiculous. Um, so have you been diagnosed?
1: No. I. That's another great and uh, long story and path, you know. I only really put that tag that that sort of idea together because my one of my children was diagnosed actually with OCD ADD mm-hmm. and of course going through the process with him as I think a lot of people have this situation how oh, he? he's about to be 14 right um it sort of made me think oh yeah because you know they say well to some degree it can be passed down and it, you know parents should watch out for the traits and when I was looking at the, the forms he had to fill mm. in, I was ticking a lot of the same boxes, you know. So that's probably when I, I only realised very recently, I think, that that was probably. About, no, I bought no. That's probably a bit wrong. I think I think I've suspected for a long time, but I haven't managed to get diagnosed yet because even I've, I've found even that process quite difficult.
0: Yeah, I I um, had never. I always knew. Once I found out, I realised that I'd always known, but. I'd never, ever thought about it and considered myself to be ADD until um, March. So we're in uh, end of April now, and beginning of March, Emily came to London to see some old friends, because we live in Bath now, and um, one of her friends, Kirsten, has an autistic son. She's read up a lot on this, and she really wants to work in that area. And she just said, look, I really, I really think Nick's autistic, or some sort of you know spectrum of autism. And, uh, and Emily was like, yeah, yeah, because he does this... Funny things, and he's like that, and he's like this. And um, she came back, and I said, because I'm quite open about this stuff, mm-hmm. um, uh, and I'm less and less embarrassed about anything, almost anything. I've be- <laughs> be- never really been embarrassed about practically anything yeah. since I was a kid, <laughs> but but particularly not embarrassed about you know being labelled. I just see them as identifications, not sort of horrible labels. But anyway, I thought, why not? I'll go and test it. And there was this place, hundred and fifty quid. They gave you loads of tests, and I filled in the test. Probably very similar to your son, but probably because. There's a sort of medical diagnosis from an actual psychologist, which I haven't had, but I've had a diagnosis from a psychotherapist or yeah. something like that. And basically, as I was doing the questions to answer whether I was autistic, I ended up looking at all the questions around ADD because it or ADHD because they did. You're quite upfront. You're not being. It's not disguised what they're asking. Yeah. And you go, shit. Yes. Shit. And then because you can actually look up the results at the end and you can look up your sort of score on the scale. I was like massively ADHD. Yeah. And uh, so I, then you had to wait weeks for the um, psychotherapist to be free and then she does a consultation with you and she asks loads of questions. And she just said, like, after two minutes, she just said, normally I'll wait to the end, but you're just so screaming ADHD. Right. I'll just tell you now. And I thought, oh, my God, i have screaming ADHD. How have I got here? Yeah, I know. You've done a
1: lot of... Well, that's the thing. that's fascinating, isn't it? Is as we now know, uh, there are so many po- positives as well as, as the the obvious negatives, and that's why you get what you get because you you it makes you I guess a much more um, a singular individual. Really, mm. you know.
0: I was listening to your podcast with I, I can't remember her full name. Shappy Cozendi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. is her full name? Shaparak. Yes. So. Um, Again, I, she was talking about the embarrassment of not being able to, you know, pronounce a, a foreign name. Yeah, uh, yeah, if you're yeah, used to it. But I've decided because she said that it's okay to get it. Absolutely. Wrong. So, um, but she was talking about the sort of that quite how emotional it is to sort of find out about is something about yourself, something that's absolutely core to your life. Yeah, that's kind of really fucked up your life, but also potentially created all the great things that you've achieved in life as well, and so trying to sort of, in an ADHD way, keep this on a path is when I sort of announced to our customers that I was ADHD, I had literally hundreds of people asking me how I found out and how I knew and, oh my God, that's me. And I think that's because a very large percentage of the population are undiagnosed. And yeah. it's just one of, it's like being tall or short or fat or thin or having wonky eyes, whatever. It's just one of the things that you're just born with and it's not some... You know, like when I start becoming aware of it when I was a young man, I would, probably would have considered it to be a terrible affliction. Yeah. Oh shit! They've got ADHD. What a terrible thing! I hope they're going to be okay. And I wonder if I, because I don't think it was even existed per se. What it wasn't labeled when I was growing up as a kid in the seventies and eighties. I don't know whether it would have helped me or hindered me to have been labeled as that. Certainly at that time. Because they probably would have gone, right, you need to go to special school mm. and, you know, you're going to be a non-achiever or whatever. Yeah. Whereas now, I think, I think it's just so different. For your son, I think,
1: I so. think so. I think so. And I think I, that's the way I see it as well. That actually, what we, it's a really weird time for the for the whole population of the earth, really. Because probably accelerated by technologies, a lot of which are terrifyingly beyond our control and, some of them commandeered by billionaires <laughs> who we have a question of questionable, you know, sort of uh, morality you know. and morality. But all that aside, I think that we're all, everybody's struggling because we have a, we're sort of coming into a, a weird new enlightenment, really. I look at it the same with sexuality and gender. It's mm. incredible. It's an incredible time, actually, mm. because all of a sudden, yeah, if you're a dinosaur and you're an elderly person like me, you might struggle. You might get your pronouns wrong and stuff like that. But that—that's not a negative. That is, think about how many people through the ages have been born into the wrong body or have been born male but feeling female or the other way around. And now there's a language for it. And yeah. now there's a, not even a, not just a tolerance for it, but an, yeah. an acceptance. And, and obviously, you still got your, your your absolute wankers, especially in the media, <laughs> who are like snowflakes and why can't boys be boys and wankers
0: we, we fucking got through it yeah yeah I don't know why I have to put that voice on <laughs> <laughs> you know
1: a bit of a Jeff boycott you know
0: yeah. a and we didn't have that shite
1: in my day you know, you know, know what I mean, mean boys with boys girls with girls the other ass felt felting up with that <laughs> you know it's like yeah mate you know and, and how happy was everybody apart yeah. from Jeffrey boycott you know <laughs> so it's like but it's a difficult transition, obviously, to for us all to work it out and, and sort of.
0: And we're generally very resistant to changes. And we're resistant to change species anyway,
1: and and it's so tricky and confusing. And I think that's the same with mental health, where I sort of see it as I'm a colourblind person as well, right? So, right. and I believe you get these magic glasses that you can. I've never tried it. You can put on and it can sort of Im- immediately cure your. It's like literally mm. like walking into a, a like a. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory film or something you put the lenses on and everything looks different mm. and it's mental health wise I think that there are probably spectrums that we don't know exist yet mm. Mm. and it's like you, you, I knew that kid at school who was weird for this reason you know Yeah. well now you would say they were autistic or they had ADHD or whatever mm. and now we're getting the tools and we're getting the language mm. it's great and so it must be was it was it was it emotional for you when you did find out? Did you in a really yourself? positive way,
0: not in an upsetting way at all? Uh, like really fascinated, really up because I think one of the most important things for any human beings to understand who they are, and you know, it can be quite a sort of sappy, lovey-dovey thing. Which I'm, I, I'm actually, even though I'm probably quite high on the sappy lovey-dovey scale, I'm still want to be reasonably bloke about it, and so I'm not new agey, but. I think that to to understand how you work, it's like I understand that when I was a teenager, I was really skinny, but I had big thighs, and that made me good at psyching. And now I understand that, and unfortunately I didn't understand as a teenager, but now I understand now, that I have really good visual intelligence, but really terrible organisation. Mm. And that has made me good at visual creative stuff, and it turns out I've been quite innovative because mm. I've thinking... I always I talk I've got all these different analogies to keep coming up with for the way I think, and perhaps the way you think or in some way you may think because we're again we're all different. Mm. Is my, my current favorite one is that my thoughts are like a motorway when I mean, everyone else is like a quiet country road. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it, it's just it's just oh there's a girl is she all right oh that, that car that's quite nice oh it's an old car oh that you know that thing that happened to me when I was three I just remember and and then oh is my mum all right and it's all happening at once and through that I have to get on the train and do the work Yeah. but if I get to the right place then suddenly all the cars on the motorway turn into red Ferraris or whatever yeah. I want yeah, them to yeah, be yeah. and suddenly like I'm hammering and I suddenly it's uh, this is really pleasurable pl- place where like hyper focus yeah. where suddenly I'm like this is what I want to do with Fram and I want to design this jacket it's thermal and it's got this and you know um, this is my vision and I love it because suddenly all this crap
1: yeah. turns
0: into a direction. Do you get that? Yeah,
1: well, not as good as that. I mean, I definitely, definitely though, hear what you're saying because there are times during any cycle of... cycle of... Uh, a period of time. I used to have, um, much more in a, in a much more pronounced way when I was on the radio daily for some reason. Um, where... I would, yeah. I, I, there would be times when everything would be falling into place, where I would feel like I could even preempt things to some degree and sort of predict things. And I was like, I'm on top of things, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm really in the pocket with my job, and I'm, you know, I'm, all the interviews are going really well, and my material is really good, and I'm really Mm. picking things up quickly. And then it felt like. I would sort of pop out the other side, and I'd be behind the glass then for a, however long it could be a day, it could be a couple of weeks. You don't
0: get to decide.
1: But is it the same kind of thing where it? Yeah. it, it and, and then it would, that would be that
0: facility would be taken away for yes. some reason. Yes. So that's the, that's the thing, is it? Well, I think what must be happening because I know that you're a humble chap, but you're obviously very good at being a radio presenter, interviewing people. You know all these different things you do. But like I can see you now. What you're doing is you're closing your eyes as you talk to yeah, me. Yeah, I always do you that. You have to do... And you're doing that whether you realise it or not because you're probably having to concentrate really, really hard yeah. to get it out. Yeah. Whereas you'll see I will stare into the sky yeah. and I've realised I do it. I've realised in meetings that people have asked me about it Going, why are you not looking at us? And I'm like, I'm just blank. I'm not yeah. looking at anything and what I do is I visualise everything. So I'll visualise what I'm going to say almost like in threads and words like music or pages or something like that. So I... It's a really nice thing because you can use that visualisation. I design jackets by visualising them in front of me, like you know, an Iron uh-huh. Man where they're manipulating all the fucking holograms <laughs> and all that stuff. Well, um, that's what I do. So that's a really brilliant thing, which other people who don't have ADD may or may not have. Mm. I have no idea because yeah. I'm not other people. I've never been in their brains, thank Christ, but, <laughs> uh, for them. But um, but there's other times where I just, like my classic thing, because I'm really identifying these now because I'm, I'm, I've been diagnosed not officially diagnosed, yeah. but enough for me. Yeah. You know, not enough to get medication yet. But that's an interesting next path. Is um, is that I've, I've realised that I have certain tics. So if I really, really get stuck, like Emily, my wife will just say to me, um, "Right, can you go to the shops and just get um, bananas and muesli and some fish cakes, or whatever?" Mm. I, 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 I'll go. what, whoop, what, what, what? Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. What? I, I can't, I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't. And I'm like. Like a malfunctioning robot. Yes, exactly. And and I don't don't have a stammer. But suddenly I do have a stammer, And my brain just goes, fuck off. Yeah. And it's the simplest stuff. And I can feel it. And I'm just like, what I always say, and I get that at work, and I can't just make... I mean, I employ people and they're really nice and everyone's lovely and everyone's mental health trained and they're just gorgeous. So, you know, it's not a very scary place to be. But you don't want to make a fool of yourself because you run the business. Sometimes I just go, I'm really sorry. You've asked me the question. Let me walk around the block and I'll come back to you yeah. in 10 15 minutes. That's good. That's just a coping strategy yeah. that you've learned, isn't yeah. it? Yeah.
1: Because you've obviously
0: been looking at that, the whole thing about coping strategies which you create without realizing. Oh,
1: fuck. I mean, that's that sounds very familiar indeed to me. So, what, and again, you, because you don't know it exists for so many years, you uh, I, that's why I've read a lot uh, from what bits I've read about it, the, the condition. Mm. Um, people's relationships fail a lot they don't mm. they don't fulfill their potential at work and you can see why because and, and i know that some of my relationships have floundered because of of, of it and, and even with my with with my wife now who understands me greatly and is extremely empathetic just like what you've described like even this morning <laughs> she's the poor woman sitting there she's trying to help me to have this break because she knows how much I need it and she yeah. also can watch. well thanks her. for
0: doing this today when you should be having a break
1: <laughs> <laughs> no no that doesn't come till it probably won't now because I probably won't book anything but <laughs> she, there she's sitting and she's she can see how much I'm struggling to book it so she's trying to help me and um, she's giving me more options right right
0: yeah just filling
1: stuff well look you could go to Dublin and you could fly then or you, 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 you know you know you could go on the Eurostar to Amsterdam because you find that yourself what about Brighton? And I have to go. You have to. St- I, I know this sounds unkind, but you have to stop now yeah. because, yeah. like what you've just described, I am completely. My brain is completely seized up, and I can't yeah. describe to you what, why, or how. Mm. Or, and I know how am frustrated because you're trying to help me, mm. but I can't really accept the help mm. because I don't know what to fucking do. I don't yeah. know what to do with it. And yeah. no, and so, it, and it, and like you say, it could be something really simple. Like if I, if I'm doing one thing already. And somebody asked me to do something else, I could have a meltdown. You yeah. know what I mean? I could be yeah. like But like that's a good coping strategy that you just said. I'll tell you what, if you could just give me a minute, I'll just I'll be back in fifteen minutes. <laughs> you know, that yeah. That's it could yeah. sometimes
0: be as simple or, or, as that. Or sometimes it will be as long as a month. I'll just say it'll like me it'll be a big thing, like we've got this campaign or we're gonna launch Winds Range or like at the moment actually that's a perfect example. We're launching Women's Range in September. And I really, really I'm so concerned about getting the brand right and not looking like it's tokenism and mm. making sure that it, you know, it's all power to women and it's male and female equal and all this stuff that's pouring out of me. But it pours, I have to wait until there's a time that I it suddenly forms into mm. something that I completely understand. And often when it does, it's really good. And I've learned to, I'm not very good at compliments, not good at complimenting myself, which I think is a thing Yeah. as much. part of this because I beat myself up a lot. And I think a lot, I was told when I, when I was depressed and suicidal, the suicidal bit wasn't very long, but the depression was, I don't know, six months a year, um, like the nasty stuff. And um, when I was getting some counseling on the NHS, the woman said, There are two things I identify with you. You're a, you're, um, I see that, it's just dot Is, um, um, you see, I got, yeah. what's it called when you're really good with people and you're really chatty and pe- and you're not shy? Um, oh,
1: you're gregarious, empathetic. Uh, um. Some people are. Oh, extrovert. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah, get it.
0: Yeah. So you're an introvert trying to be ne- trying to, pretending to be an extrovert. That's exactly what I am, by the way. Yeah. 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 And you, yeah, I can totally s- understand that. But there's nothing wrong with being an introvert because I was describing how I all, like to spend a lot of time by myself and I get really, really head fucked by talking to people. So I love people. Like I that's one of the things i love about you sean is that you clearly love people people matter to you are fascinated by people and i love people like that it, that makes me emotional just talk talking about people like that i fucking love people but one of the frustrations that actually makes me upset talking about it, one of the frustrations of what i have and one of the bad things is i find it really mm. difficult being around people mm. and it's just because of the influx yeah. of information oh, there
1: you go you see that's what it is. I mean, we're learning a lot here together. It's, it's it's healing. Quite, it is quite healing. But that's there. You go. What you in that last bit there? So, I'm. I didn't know, but I didn't have this language until a few years ago either. But I, I definitely know that I'm an that paradox that I'm an introverted extrovert. So on the if if you know absolutely the minimum about me, uh, you know, if you just see me in a newspaper or something. You'd think, oh, there he is, a fucking show-off. He's a big head. He's an extrovert. Mm. He, he's a broadcaster. And, of course, you need to have an ego to do the kind of jobs that we do. We all have an ego. Absolutely. However, what I've learned about an introverted extrovert is uh, is that you get your energy, in general, from being alone. Like That's mm. how you mm. store up your battery, mm. by having your own thoughts, being on your own, and staring out the window and having to think about shit. Um, And that like you said that that doesn't preclude other people you still love other people like my dad's exactly the same But the the, and he must be on a spectrum as well because he's the funniest motherfucker in the world He's so so funny. He's so lovable. Everybody loves him Everybody wants to be with him the kids especially are just like where's Grampy? And they just sort of hang off him and he loves it and he loves them, but he hates going to parties Yeah, even if it's his family and that, what you've just said, I suppose that I've never thought about it in that exact way. It's the information that's coming in that you've got to deal with because you can see it all. What you can tell when somebody's feeling a bit upset, you can tell if somebody's feeling a bit left out, you can tell if somebody's feeling a bit embarrassed mm. and it's it's a horrible superpower sometimes. If you're at a party, mm. it's fucking awful because I could be talking to you but I know that this yeah. person over here is, like, on the periphery and he's feeling left out. Mm. So I can't really concentrate on no. what you're saying because I'm worrying about her. So it's like, why would you ever go to a party? Really? You know, and that's another reason. That makes me realise why I probably smiling, drink a lot. I'm that's
0: uncanny. Okay. You you're, know, you're, I don't...
1: No, I don't... That, I retract that. You're not I, I'm actually a, a, a pretty temperate drinker. But over the years... I mean, definitely. When I was younger, I used to booze like a oh, bastard, you know. Well, I know I'm like from an, an, an Irish movie. background, for fuck's sake. It's normal, but that I think that's why I have a, a an attraction to a, a version of a sort of controllable version of semi oblivion because you can start to screen some of it out. You need and to you, turn you have, stuff off. Yeah, yeah. You have three or four pints, and you can be at a party, and I haven't really noticed as much because I'm a bit pissed, you know. Mm. That's why you do it.
0: I um, I could not talk to girls, ask girls out. It became a real problem um, when I was younger. Very, very shy around girls. And uh, the only way that I got off of girls at uni was basically being pissed out of yeah. my brains. And I couldn't fucking remember.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I yeah. just wake up next to a girl and go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're nice. Oh, I stink. Um, you know, and, uh, and and that was not a good thing because it meant I just couldn't... And um, then, it's a bunch of stuff, but I went to a party four or five weeks ago. Friend, you know, he's got kids in our school, whatever, and it was a 40th, and loads of people, local people, and uh, so I felt quite a lot of pressure because I knew a lot of those people and I felt I needed to talk to all of them. and I wanted to talk to all of them, but it was a banging party like really loud music, lots of pop music, all that kind of stuff, and um, lights down low, and people shouting to each other, you're right, yeah. And I haven't been to one of those parties, not just because of COVID, just because of kids, or whatever, for ages. and. I just walked in and, oh my God, fuck. No. Yeah. Oh my God. Because one of the things I really enjoy doing is talking to someone face to face and yeah. getting to know who they are. I, I, I want to know straight away everything that ails you and makes you happy. I'm yeah. like, straight away. I, I don't like small talk, not because I don't care, because I just want to go straight to the yeah. big talk. And instead, all I'm going is, you're all right. Yes. Yeah, I'm all right. And what's happening is because there's so much input, all I'm doing is I think I start getting paranoid. Yeah. I'm just staring at people and I literally don't know what they're saying anyway. I can't remember the name of that guy I've known yeah. for three years. That, and oh, shit, that's shit, shit, shit. That
1: happens to you as well, does it? Oh, fuck it. Yeah. That happens to me all the time. I've, I know that, that that's something because that's not normal. I mean, I've got a terrible memory anyway, and that's true. But yeah, I get that. Exactly what you've just said fucking know that I mean that's um, I'm doing it now actually in a panic there's a, there's a lady I remember her name now Lee but I knew her quite well she used to work um, at my son's school and she became sort of part of the friends group peripherally and I'd always see her about I'd always forget her name because it became a thing I, and, and I do that with a lot of people that Alluring. I quite well because it's like I said to Vinette all the time we're going to you're gonna meet me at a place now, and uh, there are gonna be people whose names I should know and I won't know them. Mm. And so she instinctively knows she's like, I'm Vinette. and then I'm listening. Of course, I knew that. I knew that. Mm. So that what you know, mm. it's all it's all there. Like that, that over
0: input. Mm. I, I call people chap a lot. I call <laughs> women chap, just because it sounds like a friendly word. Quite a lot. I call people chap anyway, so if I have a, if you're listening, I call you chap, I may actually know your name. But um uh, but That's a device just, it's, it's as well. It's a generic yeah. You know, it means that I'm covered. And, um, but I, like, this conversation, you know, I know you don't want me to, but after this conversation, I worry about the things I didn't quite say right. Like, yesterday, I was doing a podcast and I started going, oh, shit, shouldn't I? Oh, I didn't ask that question. And, oh, fuck, maybe I look like a dick doing that. And one of the real afflictions, like, I massively beat myself up. And what it can, my- the worst thing, like, the worst thing is, um, sort of pausing because it's the worst thing but is um is that i when i argue with my wife i feel really really scary about it. mm. and it's totally not it's it's there's no meter there's no um sort of the magnitude is totally over the top so if and so if someone says something nasty to me or something i don't like or something that i need to face or whatever I really, really take it very personally, even though I try not to. People always say, Nick, you're oversensitive. I am oversensitive, and that can be a good thing, it can be a bad thing. But um, if Emily and me have a stupid argument about whatever, Emily's an arguer, and I'm an arguer, like we're both very passionate people. But the things she say like hang on me like fucking hooks. With Emily, ten minutes later she's right, right sorted that one out. Great. And yeah. I'm like, fuck. Jesus Christ, she's going to leave me. In the, you know, it's like two days of hell. And um, and so I really, really avoid arguments. I beg her not to argue sometimes. I literally, I've got down on my knees and begged sometimes because please can we not have this argument because because now I can say, because it's going to make me feel really scarily awful. Like I actually think about suicide. So, hey, look, feeling suicidal or have feelings of a uh, suicidal nature or being depressed or feeling sad or not knowing why you feel a certain way, or being angry, or a bunch of different stuff, is really normal. Like, unbelievably fucking normal. And you should go and get help, because I did, and loads of people do. Not enough people do, which is a real driver for Fran. So, you can go, if if you're feeling really shit now, or you just want to get more information, you can go to our website, and we have a mental health menu page. You can just go into there, and you can browse. And that will also take you to Calm Zone, a campaign against living miserably, which we are actually sat in for this podcast. Um, And we'd really, really like you to delve into the information. You can um, live chat with somebody at Calm. Um, You can call someone up. If you don't fancy that, you can call the Samaritans. You can speak to your doctor. Uh, Your GP uh, can help you. Um, All we want you to do is start talking and get on that road to getting help. Because that is what drives us. And that's what saves people. It's what saved me. I didn't feel I could talk to anyone because the shame of being suicidal. And then I did. And then I got rolling. And I got medication. And then I got better. And I recovered from my depression. And I stopped taking the medication. And now I'm in a much better place. And I'm not always in a great place, like all of us. So don't feel ashamed about that. Our brains are machines. And sometimes they break. So fix it please we'd really i'd really like you to do that i don't i mean i don't mean i think i'm going to kill myself as in i think about when i was suicidal and i think what i basically think is i'm a completely worthless person and i've gone it's like that fucking escalated quickly from being somebody who goes oh i really hated that probably other people go oh that was a rubbish argument but it's a good job we had it and that's not great, and she needs to sort that out, and I need to sort that out. But instead, I just go, "I'm a completely worthless human being," and and that's a really bad thing because it makes me feel fucking awful. And um, something that I've been talking about ADHD the whole time, but it's just really interesting. Game, but the thing for both of us is something that's really helping at the moment is I stopped drinking. Yeah. Okay. And. Good. I've so I stopped drinking when I was really depressed because it didn't go well with the antidepressants and it just seemed like the right thing to do, mm. and that seemed to help. And then I've toyed with being teetotal for quite a bit over the last four years. And when I the problem is when I get stressed by just general stuff mm. that happens to us all, I reach for a drink. and I'm not a heavy drinker, I'll have one or two drinks, yeah. but I will always have a drink. And I know that whenever I have a drink, the next morning I always feel shit. And the way I feel shit. So I just feel really confused yeah and so that means that when I come downstairs and I see the kids and the missus I'm just like I have no idea what's up or down mm. and and so I'm grumpy because I can't reply to stuff and because I don't know what to do with the kids and I can't remember what I'm supposed to do for their schoolwork and etc and so I'm a git mm. whereas at the moment I'm much less of a git I wake up and I go right well the kids are probably arguing downstairs but I can handle that and I'll crack on mm. and it's and I think I am a, have a particularly low tolerance for just about everything. <laughs> for, for like, I have, I'm have i intolerant to almost all foods and I'm clearly intolerant to alcohol, but people go, oh, how do you do it? How are you having the discipline not to drink? And I go, you know what? I've got to the point right now, and it might change, because I'm not pressure on myself, I'm not an alcoholic, mm-hmm. I don't need to stop drinking, as in a, as in, a, that is an imperative yeah. to keep for my survival, but I'm doing it because I just feel 25% less good Yeah. through my whole life by drinking anything but like last night I worked really really fucking hard and it was 10 o'clock and I was staying in Wimbledon and I just thought ooh I could really do with a drink to just chill out and I just thought well then I'm just I've lost all that work so yeah. I won't but it's a hard thing to do yeah it is hard it is hard
1: well I imagine it's hard <laughs> 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 I mean I you know I, I have I have stopped for a tiny period of time. I think that my think, wiring. Dr.
0: psychotherapist voice. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean it's just an ongoing thing that um,
0: you need to I, get yourself diagnosed.
1: That's the next step, without question. And and, and I, I I'm, I'm sort of I'm close. I'm pretty close, but I'm not. You know, I'm just yeah. going to get crack on it. Are, are you done. quite worried about doing that? No, I'm really excited about it, and I, I've. Um, but I can't really describe the level of um, disorientation the last the last six months to yeah. anybody really, and it's it's really negatively affected a lot of people around me as well. I, I had a really really good long chat with a, with a very good friend of mine last Wednesday, Murray Lackland Young, who's a, who's the guy who used to do poems on my radio show. Yeah, and he's a, the name, yeah. he's an unbelievably. Kind and clever guy, and um, he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a you know, a, a seeker, really. Still recording, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, no, still got a wave ride, sign, yeah. got a wave sign. Um, you know, and, and he's a, he's a bit of a, what I would say is he's a kind of expert in the human condition, really. murray right? And we had a good long chat, and it was good because he put my mind straight a little bit. I've been. Create a digging a hole for myself mentally. I think since I left six music and and, I, and and since I sort of self-diagnosed as ADD, I think what I did was I sort of plumped it all together and went. My life's chaos. I can't do anything I want to do. All I want to do is like sort of get some. You know, I need to be on my own. I need to travel. I need to get out of mm. Dollis Hill. I need to do this. I need to. Mm. I need some time away from the bloody kids. I need. I need to think about. Life, uh, I can't because Mm -hmm. and and he's like you. you Nearly all those walls you're putting in yourself, really. You've got you've got to rethink your life a little bit and stop thinking that you're in a hole and that you you know a lot of it's self-created. And that helped me a lot.
0: uh, If I I get in that situation and Emily recognises it now, I feel guilty for going away because we have busy lives, got small business to run got kids I don't want to leave Emily doing all that stuff but I know it's better for us as a unit if I go away so I crowdfunded recently that was really stressful it's just really hard work got trolled did not you? very good with trolling oh yeah we all get trolled I'm sure yeah. you get trolled Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the public eye. Um, I'm not talk. very in the public eye but I still get trolled um, do they,
1: what, on social media did people react um, lie and stuff?
0: weirdly it was on the crowdfunding platform but it was also on a little bit on social media so we get a constant level of trolling from as a whole because it's quite softcore like I've seen some fucking horrific trolling from, from 12 people like rapey stuff all kinds of stuff for women and you know that's a, on a completely different level so I'm definitely not complaining we generally get the oh, what jacket's worth 300 500 quid it's a load of shit you know and it's just like yeah whatever and then what we generally do is if this if someone says I don't understand why this jacket's worth mm. costing so much money I'll go oh, that's a perfectly reasonable question I'll explain mm. and I'm really really proud and I'll you know, that, that's an opportunity. But if someone says, you're a bunch of cunts, you're fucking squeezing everyone dry, and, you know, it's like, you don't have to buy a jacket. You know? It's not a compulsory yeah. purchase. You're and, uh, you know, nobody's going to die if we don't pay you know, kids at a certain price. So um, I just block them because you'll never win. And I used to try and talk them around, but now I don't. Yeah, that's good. Point. But it still affects me. I had one this morning, and I just went, block and he posted at one o'clock in the morning. I thought, oh, and I do try and pity people like that. Like, oh, what? I'm worried about that bloke because generally, anything that's negative is a sign of unhappiness. Yeah, and that's why so I always try and be empathetic with trolls. But at the same time, you've got to protect yourself
1: cunts. as well, haven't you? And yeah. some people are just cunts. They really are. <laughs> and there's a lot of it about. And it, it, in the olden days, you wouldn't know. You'd be walking past them all the time, but you wouldn't have to hear it. or wouldn't have to read it. And now, because of these platforms. It's all there if you want it. And I, the, the way I deal with it is I just don't look. I simply don't look. I, you know, it, uh, it's not... You don't it's, look at replies. No, I don't. I like. It's hard to. I, I mean, I do in the sense that I, I don't really... I, I'm so... I honestly don't really understand social media after all these years, you know. But if I post up a, a podcast, of, which is my want at the moment, because mm. it's the way I'm paying my mortgage, mm. it seems to me that on my timeline, you're only really going to get positive... You, it's only people... I, I don't really know how that works, but I'll have a little scroll. Oh, that was really good. That's the best one yet. You know, that makes you feel good. But you think, I'm, I'm 50 now. I will be in June. I'm not daft. We
0: share a birthday, by the way. That means we're brothers
1: forever. It's your birthday, the 14th of June. It is. You, me and Donald Trump.
0: Fuck off, Yeah. You? Oh, no. Oh, that's right. Oh, let's have a party guys <laughs> do you know why you love, do you know why I think you're doing an impression of Alec Baldwin <laughs> yeah yeah that's it
1: <laughs> I am there, there's Alec again poor
0: Alec you're on the 14th of June yeah which what, what year were you born then uh, I'm a year younger than you So you, you have uh, supremacy oh my god that's so funny uh, it's a 1 in 3 765 chance I suppose
1: it's not that weird my, first, my second ever girlfriend was one day younger than me that was always weird hello Karen if you're listening but um but, you know, it's it, – that's so I don't really – I don't – it's a very surface thing to me, social media. And it's hard not to let the positives get under your skin. And to an extent, that's good. Mm. You, everybody needs a bit of an ego boost to carry on doing what they're doing. But mm. I'm aware of the fact that it's it's ephemeral. And yes. That, and that people can – people will turn like that anyway, you know. Mm. So you can't really take the good or the bad particularly seriously. And what I've to be honest, no, what I've started, I've not mentioned this to any of my producers because <laughs> I'm lucky enough to we have a Patreon and we do a live radio show and my producer Ben helps me run that. And then which, what's your
0: shows? Do a plug.
1: Oh yeah, so there's that. There's the Patreon Community Garden Radio. You have to pay to be in that. Yeah, four quid a month. Four quid it? a month, and yep. I'm worth it. Um, that's like a radio, a pounder radio show basically.
0: Is it a Friday afternoon?
1: Friday afternoon, one till three. Okay, thank you. Um, we've got this Radio Four one that's just started. Your place or mine? That rumbles on on BBC Sounds. That takes care of itself. The lineup is this festivals one. And um, my producer I really like the lineup.
0: It's really thank you because it's really human. It's actually more about the people than it is about. It's the music. much
1: more about it, and it's God. We've got, yeah, and, and as time goes on, it. it I realised that that's more what it's about. And I, I concentrated more on guessing. that side of it. I know. We really have some... It's really great. And Nat, who... Not that you wouldn't get them, but in the times it's, it's
0: been going, it's like,
1: woof! Yeah, we've had some crackers. But I've started to think, Nat and Ben, who produce these shows, I've already given, like, Ben my Instagram... Uh, logins because I just don't go on Instagram. I've right. not, I've not, because I'm not visual like you. I'm auditory. Yeah. So exactly. I don't really understand Instagram. So I, I've given my logins to Ben. Like, okay, but I've started to think maybe if I just give my Twitter logins to my producers, mm. I don't have to go on social media anymore.
0: That sounds nice.
1: And I think I did, That's up to them then. If they're like, oh fuck off, Why do I have to go on if you don't have to go on? But if if all, all we do is post the the work stuff. I probably miss it because I, I like I, what I like about Twitter is I like taking the piss right, and I like yeah. I like doing a fun, I, I've just thought of a joke on the way in. I can't do it on the radio. I just
0: they will do it now. You're, you're very angry about and right, rightly so about political stuff, but you always put it in a in a great amusing, entertaining Thank way. Thank you.
1: I like to try, and, and but I think that with um, just to put it right on the nose, with with Elon Musk taking over Twitter. That's a genuinely terrifying move. Mm. And seen as and I know that only th- maybe 300 million people are on Twitter, right? And, but that's still a big chunk of the consciousness of the planet.
0: And the consciousness of the media, the wider and, yeah. media, are constantly referring back to Twitter as yeah. well. So it has a very
1: large influence. It does. And so I've started to think it might be a, a better thing to just disengage from it mm. altogether. I don't know how possible it is, you know. But, but it's... Um, but you're right. The troll thing is, I used to get it a lot when I was not a lot, but I used to get it periodically on the radio, right? And it, it it doesn't matter how hackneyed it is or how it's coming, you know where it's coming from or you know why they're saying it. It still hurts. And so I'd be, I'd be flying. I'd be doing doing the radio show and it'd be going really great and Phil would be through the glass there and we'd be he'd be bringing me like emails and we'd all be loving life. Mm-hmm. You know, a bit like you and the the Ferraris on the motorway in your brain. It, that it was that moment for mm-hmm. me. It's yeah. like I'm, I'm in my element, and I'm, this is what I'm best at. Mm-hmm. I'm not great, at a lot of things, but I'm great at this. Yeah. And then all it would take would be one email to
0: come in, and it would be some. It'd always be a guy. Literally always, always be a. man It's funny because the last podcast with Dave was it, uh, with Flats rugby player said exactly the same thing. It's always a bloke. It's
1: always, it's an always, always a man. fragile
0: ego thing, completely
1: and they'd pretty much always say the same thing it would always be or a variation on a theme and the theme it would basically be it's six music not six talk that would be the big zinger to come in (laughs) with nearly all the time and why do you why do you think you're so funny I mean that any comedian will tell you that's the ultimate basic uh you know and the problem with I'm sure the, I've heard
0: that when I was like seven or eight like in the playground why do you it's think, such a
1: basic it's like a, a, a parent says it to a kid I've probably said it to my kids uh, much to my embarrassment not like do you think you're funny but like you're showing off or something it's the same comes
0: from the same place it's a bit like someone saying to me why do you think you're good at jackets and yeah. I'm like look if you don't think I'm good at jackets don't bother I know these are for the people one of them that, yeah these are
1: for the people but that's it it's like I know I know full well intellectually that it's a it's a, a risible situation. I don't know why they're doing it, but it would still slow me down or stop me in my tracks at that mm. moment because it it punches the balloon mm. because you, especially in broadcasting, you,
0: loveliness. You're
1: creating a exactly. You're creating a little very fragile bubble of mm. loveliness, and it only takes one person to puncture it. To go, it's like uh, behind the curtain. It's like Wizard of Oz, isn't it? It's like just somebody to go. Why do you think? That asking people how much change they've got in the pocket is entertaining. If, if that could even be a question with without any barbs. That could just be a genuine question. Why is why do you, why is that funny? And if you actually ask the question seriously, you've got no answer. It's like because it's fucking stupid. My entire job is predicated on idiocy and daftness, but it's also entirely dependent on the 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 audience reciprocating and, and, and accepting you, you that it's daft.
0: Like I do, my creativity, I suppose, I'd like to do other things other than jackets, but I love jackets, and for whatever reason, I seem to have Very like good at clothing. it. Is. It's very kind. But I have to just make presumptions that people will like myself. Yeah. Like you do. You just think, I have this feeling I'm going to just have to find out, and it's scary, whether people yes, share that feeling. that's right. And to my total amazement, not being, you know, ever had any training, and you haven't had any, probably had any mm-hmm. training yeah, but it just happens you have an ability you find out it's like having have an ability to make jackets and people like them yeah. and some people don't and it's not fuck them it's like it's okay exactly. to not like it but you don't need to fucking shit on about no, it no. <laughs> that's the bit
1: I think that that's the next bit of work I have to maybe we have to do on ourselves I certainly have to do on myself is that exact thing it's like because we're em- relatively empathetic sort of rational people I sit there going, why do you have to tell me that? But the next bit of work I've got to do on myself is go, I shouldn't be expecting everybody else in the world to be like me. And some people, like you say, for whatever reason, they're really fucking angry. Maybe their wife's left them. You know, whatever it is, they need to tell me. And I need to be able to go, I don't and that's the next bit. You know, I think I'm better at it than I used to be, actually. Much better than I used to be.
0: I think it's a search for power and relevance in a world where you feel like you've lost your power and relevance. Yeah. And I think it's very much about un- un- unhappiness. But I'm really interested in this whole bubble thing because, you know, you have your bubble in the studio or, you know, this wherever you're doing your job and you enjoy what you're doing and you might have other bubbles in your life. But I'm trying to create this bubble of loveliness. And part of that bubble is I have this sort of lovely, innocent vision that everyone... Is lovely. Mm. I want everyone to be lovely. I want everyone to be lovely to each other, and I get really, really disappointed and sad when yeah. people aren't yeah. like the news or yeah. trolling. Piers or Morgan, like or yeah. <laughs> yes, mostly him. Um, and so I've tried to like people say, oh, it's wonderful how you talk about so freely about mental health and you give money to Calm and all this kind of stuff. And we're sat in Calm's offices at the moment, and I say, yeah, but that's a lot. Of that's selfish because what I'm trying to do is make myself feel nice. I want to feel like I am doing something nice, that I am a nice person. Because if I don't feel like that way, they completely pull the rope from under my yeah. feet. I can are
1: you, are we, that's how we identify, isn't it? As being people who are empathetic and nice and good.
0: I think so. That's how we identify. Um, so, just let me... I, have to, I can't do both at once. <laughs> 45 minutes in. So, um, Mr. Sean, um, <coughs> what... Um, what what little bits of joy what little beauty I'm going to do a tagline in thing from thing is um, not very well <laughs> is uh, what little bits of beautiful stuff make make your life just incrementally slightly oh. better not Ooh. the big stuff no no not the crystal on the, in the Adriatic you know chance will be a fun thing I mean my
1: wife could probably book that for me this weekend and I'm, you, I'm basically turning it down because I can't get my head around it can I
0: because I, I still haven't got to this because i obviously going off on tangents all the time but um, good ones is because I need to go away what I always do and I've got a system now is I it's just my thing yeah but my system is I cycle to a shepherd's hub in the middle of nowhere with a lovely view I go to Airbnb and I cycle like three to five hours depending on whether I'm feeling fit or not and it doesn't really matter I just find a nice really lovely place really nice nice, nice. and uh, I go there and I get some shopping delivered the Shepherd's art and I stay there for two or three nights and I really do a good idea. fuck all. There's usually no Wi-Fi, and it doesn't matter what time of year it is, it could be pissing with rain, I don't care. And I just I might go for a walk, I might just lie on the bed and stare at the ceiling, I might just be. Mm. And that's what that's the the B thing that's so important. Is the cycling for me, because I know you like cycling, but you're a city cyclist. Is, as far as I'm aware, is that um, the cycling really helps me get into a much calmer place, yeah. uh, physically and mentally. But, but it's a journey. You get to a different place where different things happen. And those different things are calmness and quiet. I won't play any music. I know music's obviously a big part of your life, like it is with mine. And there's, there's very, very low input. I make myself very simple meals. I make myself a cup of tea. Just out the window. Quite often it's just pissing with rain. I'm as happy as digging shit.
1: You've just painted the picture of what I want. Really, I suppose, um, and that feeds in nicely to, to the little bits of little beautiful things. You know, everybody's uh, correctly cottoned onto this over the last two years. I like to think that me and Phil and our show on Six Music we became pioneers of this, and with other people. Um, during COVID, we were on air. We were just about the only people. We were like considered key workers, <laughs> laughably, and we. So we came into town. Really, you yeah, yeah, yeah. actually actually defining. No, we really, were for, for national morale. As broadcasters at wow. the BBC, we were key workers. Can you believe it? Kind of makes sense. And it, a lot of people have said, and I've got to accept that compliment that we got them through it. We helped, them get, we helped them get through it. It is it's it's quite so weird amazing. that
0: somebody actually ticked to form to say that though.
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally weird. I mean, and then my um, boss Sorry, said, we've
0: got some radio broadcasters. We've got a list of um, 80 of them on various channels. <laughs> various. So we've got the different demographics. We need to cover the sort of middle-class Guardian reading. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we've
1: got Gary Davis for everything
0: else.
1: <laughs> um, he's great for morale. But um, but that was it. But we, we cottoned on very early to... And that's where we, I, I came up with this daft idea of... What's the best thing that's ever happened to you today? That was that was mm. our thing. Mm. And we played it. That's a, a mental of, health thing. It is. It is. Exactly. Yeah. And it was just instinctive for us. But it was like, obviously, you can't go out of the fucking house, right? Obviously, you're sick to death of your back garden if you've got one. If you're lucky enough to have one and your local park, you know every blade of grass. Mm. So you've got to look for the tiniest little thing mm. that's made you day today. And it was such a great feature. And we still do it occasionally, because it's like is the older you get, like you say, it's not about, you know, shampers on the Adriatic, because you ain't going to get that. It's about the little tiny thing. So you painting that picture of being in a little... Like, one of my favourite memories, um, shamefully, is, is an alone memory. Uh, Ten years ago... I was going through a bit of a breakdown myself and uh, my first marriage was ending. Didn't realise it at this exact moment. Mm. But my first wife sent me off and uh, said, just get out of the fucking house, mate. And um, I, I I got a commission to write a little um, review for the National Trust or something. They've got these little Marconi cottages on um, on the cliffs at Land's End right. and it's where Marconi did some of his transatlantic mm. um, broadcasts right and they've got a little—it's just two tiny little almost like prefabs stuck together one of them's a little tiny museum and the other one is a little living space mm. and they said would you do a review of it so I was like fuck yeah so we got in the car drove six hours or whatever it was so a nice
0: bit of happenstance there.
1: It was. Yeah. it was and it was and that's life is like that isn't it yeah. if you open if you open your brain up to it and your, your, your heart up to it, it, it the, the cosmos will usually deliver hmm. and I just had these two days to myself uh, off grid on the cliffs
0: probably long days as in yes just a lot of space so much space two days here when you work you just bash
1: bash bash yeah but there was not it there was it was amazing and um I've almost become frightened of doing it. I've become so hemmed in with my life and I've hemmed myself in with work, with kids, with covid, with a, I think that I'm actually frightened of going away. It's been so long since I've done it. Wow. It's like I it's like I'm bungee jumping. Yeah. What like, can I can I even do it? That's
0: AD, ADD procrastination.
1: Yeah, okay. So,
0: when I first read about procrastination, I was like, I'm a fucking doer. I run my own business. I'm doing loads of stuff. And you're doing loads of stuff. But it's kind of, it becomes so big and there's so much to think about that you start, you get stuck.
1: Yeah, that's where I'm at the moment with it.
0: So, so my thing is just, skin is quite soft, but just listen to your heart. What's the thing you desire most? The thing I've always desired most and the thing I hopefully want to do. There are two things I really, really want to do with my life um, post France. Wow to do at the moment and that is I want to write a book in a n- hut in Norway uh, in the autumn for the autumn turn into winter I'm going to take a bike and all I need to know is there's this gym nearby because I like going to the gym and that I can get some decent food and, you know I'm just going to write a book I don't even That'd know what the amazing. book's about yeah because I, I feel like there's one in me I have, like a lot of people I don't even care if anyone reads it I just need to write it <laughs> yeah get it out it's just one of the various bubbles of shit in the back of my head and the other one is I want to cycle around Japan, Oh. Um, like for again a long time. It doesn't matter. And I don't want there to be a specific date end or beginning date. And I may or may not do that with my kids if they're old enough. That's like a dream. I would actually do it with people. But like, cycling, I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind people because <laughs> for me there's a lot of space. Yeah, you within can still it. get both things. Yeah. But but I've never been to Japan. I'm absolutely no, fascinated I by love to it. Do that. And um, but a lot whenever. And the other thing, sorry, is a lot of people say to me because they because I run my own business. A lot of people say, "Oh, you know, what are you aiming for? You're going to be the next Elon Musk." <laughs> I mean, absolutely not. And I probably was over ambitious in my previous business. One of the reasons it went bust bus because we were trying to grow too fast. But with Fram, my vision is I just want to have the space and time to do what the fuck I want. Mm. And at the moment, I do do something I really want to do. Selling jackets, and doing stuff around mental health, but it's really fucking hard, and it's really tiring, and I don't have much space, including for my family, within that, and that makes me sad, so, a little bit sad, not very sad. And so, in the future, I want to be able to afford to just stop, yeah, and cook, and learn Spanish, and garden, and ride a bike, and dick about, R- and write your book, stare out the window, cycle around Japan. This is, yeah, and
1: I—that's what I—I I, I agree again. I think that I, honestly, I've had and lost so much money, you know, over the years that, that I've been working. That makes me sound like some kind of failed Jonathan Ross. I never—I never made that kind of money. But you know, I always admit, I—I there have been times in my life where I've done well, mm. but it's all gone. You know what I mean? It's like—and I don't give a fuck about money really, but perhaps to a, a destructive degree. So. I started to realise that. It's like, actually, if you focus a little bit on these things and you concentrate a little bit and give them some importance and weight, and instead of being sort of weirdly northern embarrassed about it, say, but I could have this life later. I could work towards something that me and my family could really enjoy. That's a positive thing. But
0: here's the devil's advocate thing is, and I ask myself this, is will I always be chasing that life? because I think I have this ambition that I find it hard to control sometimes if, for whatever reason um, or could I have that life now because really because I cycle along the canal path to my work a lot of days as I see people and I know what their costs are because I looked into it I know that I could sell my house and do some consulting or writing or whatever the fuck I earned some not very much money and basically live like that the rest of my life just on a canal boat now I could do that or on a shepherd's hut, because I fucking love shepherd's The Problem is, I have two growing kids, and you know, the missus, and she has different tastes than me, and that's fine, it's good that we're different, and all this kind of stuff. And I've got, the problem is I've got so many, the, the there's so many t- things that I have yet to do, and I feel like I need money to do them, like travel around Japan. And so, I feel like I'm a bit stuck. Mm. But something I have done, and this is personal, because you live in London, is I moved out of London, and suddenly I found a lot more space moving out of London. London was not good for me at that particular time in my life, and I thank, and thank God, being a total atheist, that I was not in London when I had my breakdown. Because I don't think, I think it would make it make a huge difference. Like just walk out amongst trees um, and just just sit on a log next to a stream and cry my eyes out. Because because I couldn't, have done that in a yeah. park in London. Or not felt I could um, and uh, but maybe that's post-rationalising maybe I'm just a lot a lot of what <laughs> I did when I first moved to Bath was go everything's great and bad because I've just made a really big move and I hope I haven't fucked it up you know because um, it was a big deal because I lived here for 20 years but it's and nice coming back
1: but yeah I mean it, it, I, I do think you know there is it is it, is a, it can be a pressure cooker you know I mean I, we're we're lucky where we live because it doesn't feel very Londony. We've got lots of great neighbours and stuff like that. Cool. So we we are we're protected a, a bit from the worst vagaries of it, you know. But go. But I think you're going back to what you were saying about little things. Because the, that's relevant, isn't it? Like you're talking about when you had your breakdown and stuff, and then coming out of that, you need to find little things to make you feel better. You you know, it's not a you, you, know, you know, this huge thing that's not going to happen that's going to make everything better it's lots of little things that make you realise it, it? that life's okay and it's okay.
0: usually free things yeah so it's not going to the cinema on a low level or you know it, it I, I think about it's definitely not. There's things that I don't, I, I do, I spend my money on, not, not much because I, sp- I make them, I like, own clothes. <laughs> so I don't, I only make jackets. So I have to buy jeans and trainers and stuff like that. But I love clothes. That's my, obviously my thing, not unsurprisingly. Um, and maybe cycling, although actually my bikes are both pretty much ancient. So um, I just look after them. But I think that um, I when, when Volkheim got bust, we had a really nice house and um, and it was dragging us down. We were really close to being bankrupt. And I wrote a blog about this, about debt and the and the shame of debt. One mm. of the things I was yeah. really ashamed of when Bob and Pop was that the, um, the or failure and letting people down, all kinds of stuff. One of them was the the horror, the shame, the embarrassment of fucking it all up, and that I'd taken my family's income because everybody worked with me and and thrown it in the bin, like we like. I suddenly found like we had no money in the household it's fucking terrifying to had this enormous mortgage like, we had a nice house we had a fucking enormous mortgage and um and we clung and clung onto this house which we loved in bath and then eventually i turned to Emily and said we have to sell this house you know it and i know it but what on earth is the point in us i mean i can remember it. it's ridiculous you know if you look at me like i look the same as i did three years ago apart from being a bit fatter and greyer is If you look to me, you'd never think that guy's ever been poor. But I've been on the dole and I grew up in a aunt mining village and all this stuff. So I know what it's like to be poor as a young person. Mm. But I know what it's like to be poor when you've got a family and you were quite recently quite well off. And suddenly you're like, oh, fuck. I literally can't buy bread. Like, I can't ask my friends to buy me shopping. It's ridiculous. But I live in this house what the fuck am I doing it's complete mind fuck so it? I just said to we have got to sell the house it's absolutely offensive that we own this thing that's just dragging us into the mud when it doesn't have to and so we moved to a small house much smaller house no garden got rid of all, loads that literally gave away threw away um, eBayed half our belongings I when you moved to Bath so yes. moved to Bath five years ago and then another three years then three years ago we then moved again two and a half years ago we moved again to this small right, house God, yeah. just down round the corner yeah. we literally moved round the corner and but we basically paid off our debts which were really considerable by that stage like really scary and uh, like just that that fucking grip yeah. around our throat every day shit how am I going to pay for this I'm trying to build a business when you're really in debt already it's not a very good idea because I'd launched Fran and um, so suddenly that then changed our lives and it meant that the kids bumped together it meant that we didn't have a garden we both love a garden we all love a garden that was a bit crap but not awful because we live right on the edge of the countryside so that's okay that's fine we got rid of bikes i got rid of furniture and i did not miss any of it but it meant that when i was really struggling in lockdown to run the business because i was looking after the kids emily said you know what i can help you i'll come and help you run from and i'll give up my salary and there's no absolute no way she could have given up her salary prior to that because um, we would have been it needed fucked. it to pay the mortgage. And but in that situation, because we downgraded so much, um, she was able to take the risk. And we are still at risk because we didn't know whether Fran would then work, you know, if, with her in it. But it did.
1: And 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 it's important that you mention the word shame because that comes up a lot. And my wife's even noticed that I I, I use the word a lot. It's a terrible thing. It's it's, it's the most destructive thing imaginable, isn't it? And a lot of mine comes. I mean, I'm a I'm a fucking Catholic. Yeah, I I was born a Catholic, raised a Catholic. Uh, No, no, no. I'm a I'm a lapsed. Yes, you know, I was an altar boy though, so it was all woven in. And and my family always be an
0: altar
1: boy. I I, I will always be an altar boy, nicking bits of wine from the top of the bottle, you know, while (laughs) before the priest comes in. um but you know, no, I didn't get any shame from my family because they are the most amazing bunch of people. But it's just inculcated into you, I think. And 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 yeah, so I can, I know exactly what I can hear, what that must have been like, to. Because in life, you you get that, you get taught that a lot, don't you? Especially when you're an adult, you've got to feel. You've got to understand failure to really enjoy success and all that. so that's all great as an aphorism on social media. But when you're living through it, it must be fucking hard. And you've got your kids and all that stuff. I mean, I, I, I'm so unproud to say that... Or proud at the same time, actually, that... You know, I've had, I've had meltdowns in front of my kids. You know, relatively recently. Like, I've lost my shit and been like... And then had to apologise and say, look... I'm having a hard time at the moment and I don't want to put this on you. And I'm not saying that's good parenting. It probably fucking isn't. You're supposed to protect your kids from How stuff. How old are your kids? Well, 14 and 11 and two. Wow. I mean, Elsie's not seen them because she's usually been in bed. Okay. But, um but with Arthur and Wilf, I've had to say to them, you know, if it's been a real pressure point of a weekend and, uh, you know I've been tired and overworked and so my, my ultimate ADD nightmare is having to work and you've just said that you have had to do this to work and look after kids at the same time Yeah, that's oh, hell for me hell because you, you're doing both badly
0: and you want letting, to do both well yeah. and you should do both well but they just smash into they're each other they're
1: fucking terrible for each
0: other Yeah, and
1: and, and if, I, if there's a weekend where I have to do some something serious for work and look after the kids it's just hell for me and I make it help for everybody else so you know th- and then I feel shame and then yeah, I feel you know yeah. all that that the comes in the whole
0: bad parent thing
1: so uh, you know it's 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 struggle isn't it and I know uh, at the top at the bottom of it for me and go back to the original question actually about little things that make life great you know it's just carving out a little bit of space and a little bit of time like um, you need to do it's, that it's sure. as simple as that and, and, and I'm not good at it I'm not
0: pick a thing just pick a thing I know it's easy because everyone's telling you where to go and what to do but just follow your heart pick the thing yeah whatever the thing is it'll be great but it's yeah. just important for you to go away exactly. so everything you're saying to me i feel like a fucking psychotherapist now <laughs> you but everything you're you saying are. to me now is you need some time and space you're saying yeah. how tired you are
1: and it's just it doesn't it, like you say it negatively impacts on everybody else so you you know you've got to do it but it, it does it doesn't have to be a weekend away it could just be at the moment what the, the other, be the I important think. thing I've, I've worked out though is that as a self-employed person I don't the thing that I've missed over the last few months when, it, when you're at the BBC and you do a, a big a, a daily show you have these big chunks of time off right yeah and it's great because everybody expects you, to, you, you you're given this time off to take I mean you don't get paid for it because you know that's the way it works but you're expected to take this time off right. and so you take it off and you've got time off and you've, it takes you months to realise as self-employed person, nobody... That doesn't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of working all the time. Yeah. But you can... You also have the ability to go, oh, I've got a quiet start to next week. Mm. I tell you what, but what, 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 I don't fucking do anything on Tuesday at
0: all. You'll probably be way more creative for it as well. Yeah.
1: And I, I've, I'm not, I've not fully got my head around that yet. Mm-hmm. Where I, You just go... It's in my gift to go... I don't even have to tell anybody. I just I could drop Elsie off at nursery, the kids are at school, I'm just not gonna fucking do anything. And I could that could mean anything. I could go to the cinema if I want. I
0: don't know. Yeah. You know, but I've I've And you shouldn't feel guilty step. about it because that's what I do. But now what I do at work is we've actually created this environment and I'm getting better at this, is on Wednesdays I always work on my own in the office. So I like going to the office. I mean it's a lovely place in the countryside and I can cycle there and um and I what I'm not good at is I get distracted and I start doing this and then somebody texts me and I do that. What I'm trying to do is purely have that time. It's supposed to be... I, I call it staring at the ceiling. It's just... Because that's what I do. You've what, yeah. probably seen me do It's... What am I designing? What are we doing next? What are the important things for the brand? You know, what... You know, all strategy, all this kind of stuff. And that only comes with space. And the thing is, there's so little space in my life. I have to manufacture yeah. space. Yeah. And then I must keep that space. And actually... What we've identified, especially now, because including my business partner, and best mate Jason, is that now we've identified that I'm ADD. Maybe we out- construct more space because my superpower is that I can think about really complex things and build amazing models for the future. So, I, I, when you're talking to Shakbishaq, yeah, Shaparak, yeah, Shaparak, Sorry, yeah. terrible. No, sorry. <laughs> it's, um, you're talking about you have you, you find it difficult to think in the future? Yeah, it's really interesting because I find it. I find I am most comfortable thinking about that's the future, interesting, isn't it? Which is really different. Yeah, and that's the fascinating thing about all this is, yeah, there's a lot of stuff we share, but there's a lot of
1: stuff yeah, we
0: don't. Is. And um, and so I spend a lot of my time in the present, which is apparently quite a good thing to be me <laughs> because mental health-wise, that's the way you should be. Doing stuff that has to happen, but actually, where I'm best and where I can add the value in people's lives or to/from is just thinking ahead you can only do that by sit, yeah. staring at the ceiling but when you've got a fucking enormous to-do list and yeah. you're sat staring at the ceiling it's like
1: well I'm, that's two things that you said like one you get backed up with it with, with this kind of wiring you very easily get tripped out if you get too many or you get overloaded very quickly so you've got to watch out for that and somehow work out how not to be so backed up but also I like the phrase manufacturing space <laughs> I like that. I'll take that away with me. I am um, go and manufacture some space in a minute. I don't know what.
0: I uh I could talk for ages, but um I think uh we should stop it there. Um, we're, just manufacture some space. I think we're both <laughs> mentally exhausted. But uh cuz we're loopy But um no, it's really kind of you to share yourself with us. Um, well, I
1: mean, I genuinely I've come here. I've I've got a melting magnum. I've had a lovely cup oh, shit, of coffee. Shit. Yeah,
0: you wouldn't need the magnum
1: well the thing is I I sort of instinctively knew when Simon wasn't it yeah brought them in again I don't know I'm blaming everything on condition now and that's probably some of it's just personality let's just that's a there's a fine line there but whatever it is my personality or whatever I'm very bad at
0: saying no thank you it's going to melt. Yeah, I'm <laughs> but not. I'll have one later. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean.
1: It's like, why would you yeah. take a Magnum at
0: this time? And then, of then the day? I was thinking, oh, wouldn't it be hilarious or potentially not to eat the Magnum? That's what and I guess. And then, now, what I and then, of course, now I go, yeah, the Magnum was never.
1: No, made, no, was it? No, <laughs> it's just going to be a liquid Magnum now. So I've got my
0: like my little notepad here and you know my various bits and pieces. And the thing is, you know what? I'm not going to say anything because we have to. stop so, uh, <laughs> very much thank you very, very much, Sean Keating. Thank you very much. Very kind, genuinely helpful to me. Oh, good, good. I'm very tempted to send you Shepherd's Hut little linky things on Airbnb, but I get the feeling that might just do your head in <laughs> even <me> more. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> do thanks, Shaun, on B- B- Airbnb.
0: Oh God, yeah.
1: All right, okay. Right, that's, well, my we'll ne- that's the next, next two hours, isn't it?
0: isn't that lovely isn't Sean lovely um I couldn't help myself and I emailed Sean afterwards with some Airbnb's that are actually free at that time I think we all have different uh things that we struggle with and in our case mine and Sean's uh we have different things we struggle with ADHD I'm actually a relatively organized ADHD. -er, I think and I was able to send him my list I don't know if it's got through um but i really really help, hope that he does take that time out because i think he needs it and i really hope that our chat helped him and i really hope it helped you just understand people even if you're not remotely adhd or don't even think you might be um so here's some pluggy stuff and then you can sort off and thank you very much for your time uh, it's all tongue-in-cheek in it so uh go to farmjacket.com if you fancy a very 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 good jacket i am biased but they are really very good Um, you can go to at from jacket if you want to check out our uh, Instagram or Facebook you can go to Twitter I don't really do much for Twitter these days as discussed in the podcast Um, and um, don't forget that we have a mental health menu on our website or you can go direct to calmzone.com and get help there or just please start talking and We'll have another podcast for you in a month's time, and you can follow and like and all those things to say on podcasts that you're supposed to do. So yeah, do that. I mean, I've not got a clue what I'm talking about, but I mean, everyone else does that. So yeah, I, I think we're finished. Bye.